0: but I don't know how to do this thing. And I just kind of figure it out as I went. And then all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, wow, I've learned so many skills along the way.
1: Welcome to the Lavendaire Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hi my loves! Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today's episode is about creativity and mindfulness, and I'm bringing on someone that I found on TikTok. And I was just blown away by everything that she creates, and I think she's a beautiful soul, beautiful person, so I'm excited to share her story with you. With us today is Emily Capshaw. Emily Capshaw is a writer, filmmaker, and mindfulness coach. She studied meditation all over the world and combines what she has learned with scientific research to bring life-changing practices, and mindset shifts to the world, particularly teens and young adults looking to improve their mental health and find joy in every moment. Hi Emily! Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle! How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I found you on TikTok and I just fell in love with your vibe. It's so warm and inviting and gentle. And and then I saw like your YouTube and I saw your poetry, your films. I was like, wow, this girl is so talented and creative. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You have such a varied background. I I watched your video on how like you don't you don't really like to define yourself because you do all these different things. So can you mm-hmm. share like what was your creative journey and how what does that look like?
0: Yeah, so I've I've spent a lot of my life having a lot of stress and anxiety over the fact that I've never been able to stick to one thing or have like one main identity or role and it's kind of something culturally we always are like what do you want to be when you grow up from the time we we're little kids and it mm-hmm. always seems like you're supposed to pick one thing but for me I yeah. always knew that i was an artist I always have known that I like a lot of different creative outlets but I just I have so many ideas that take so many different forms and so that led me to just learning a lot of different forms of creativity because I'd have an idea for a song or for a poem or for a video or for like a movie script and so I just started learning all of these different mediums and outlets to be able to like communicate my art in the way that it felt like it wanted to be communicated and I knew that I always wanted to have an underlying message with my art that created healing and acceptance for people and led them to just living a more positive, happy life. I love reading and researching and learning and talking to people about just life and our experiences Mm -hmm. and what's helped me. And so I've kind of finally found my way in the past couple years of building my online brand of merging all of those things, all of my art and my message and my desires and creating the type of content that I make. So it's been a fun time and put
1: me in a good place. Yeah, no, I love it. And when you're doing all those different mediums, like how are you learning? Is it all self-taught? Did you go to school for this? Yeah,
0: I went to school for acting, but pretty much everything else has been self-taught. We have the internet available to us in this day and age, which is super Mm -hmm. helpful. So you can learn almost anything online. Um, So yeah, I taught myself like editing softwares and audio stuff and just like everything that I kind of ran into a roadblock and was like, oh, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do this thing. And I just kind of figure it out as I went. And then all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, wow, I've, I've learned so many skills along the way. But it always just because yeah. there was a need and I didn't have like the resources yet to outsource. So I just had to figure out a way to do it. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I know that's how I started to Every, yeah. everything was DIY I learned from YouTube tutorials but I just want to put that out there because I'm sure a lot of listeners want to create but they feel stuck because they don't either have the skills or resources but like don't let that yes. stop you because there's a way to do it there's a way to learn yes, all these things
0: for sure and as an actor that was something that I really wanted to do because I got tired I spent so many years pursuing acting as a career and just like getting tired of waiting for other people to give me opportunities and then I realized mm. that we live in a time where you don't have to wait for that you don't have to wait to get cast in something or have a network pick something up like there's YouTube there's the internet like there's other artists around that are wanting to collaborate and so if you put yourself out there and you just start creating whatever it is you want to do there's so many outlets now to be able to make that happen if you have an iPhone or anything that you know has a camera on it then you have everything you need so I'm a big fan of that
1: Totally, yeah. It's easier and easier with time and technology. Yes, definitely. In your poetic short film, you talked about working in a male-dominated industry. I think it was about like audio engineering. Uh-huh. Yeah, in with events. Do you want to talk about that experience? Yeah. So,
0: it kind of on on that journey of figuring out what I wanted to do and um what uh, for like a job and for my career. I ended up landing a job in college while I was studying acting at a music venue and I was like booking bands and I've always been really into music and the music industry and I started learning sound just doing like open mic nights and stuff like that and I was really good Mm. at it and I really liked it and I was meeting all these cool people so it kind of evolved into like the perfect side job for me for so many years Mm. while I was creating and doing other things when I I just would go and like do a tour with somebody for a while and then come back or like be working at a venue and I toured with Kendrick Lamar on his tour a couple years ago and Big Baby Drum and Travis Scott and all these people a lot of people in the rap world and some other indie artists but yeah I did that for a long time and it was super cool and creative but also there's no women in it it's like five Mm -hmm. I think there's five percent women in the entire audio engineer the audio industry both in like studio engineers and live engineers it's only five percent. So like the Kendrick tour, for example, it was a bus tour. So I'm on a tour bus. That's like all dudes and me. And the whole tour with all the buses and trucks and everyone was like 250 men and just a handful of women. And most of the women worked in like the administrative part of the tour. So I didn't really see them. (laughs) So, Mm. yeah, it was a really wild experience. How long were you at this job? or doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing the, yeah. yeah, So I was on that tour doing a monitor engineering mixing on that tour. So yeah, it's like, it it was a fun job. It just, I still do it like every now and then, but I've kind of shifted into doing more creative things now and kind of am in a career shift, but yeah, it definitely is one of those industries where there's a lot of just subtle sexism where it's there are just not a lot of women in that world so yeah so I made that poetry film about it kind of sharing my experiences and what it's like sometimes as women to work in these male-dominated
1: fields Right. And does that continue to inform like what you want to create now?
0: Yeah, I there's a lot of different things that I draw on for the subject matter of my art. So definitely feminism and the experiences that we have as women is something that a lot of my art sort of speaks to of this rising energy of feminine power that I feel collectively happening and just kind of giving a voice to that and my experiences in that there. I have a lot of art in that realm for sure as well as a lot of art in psychology and mental health and my studies in mindfulness I've studied meditation and mindfulness all over the world and so a lot of the poetry that I do has to do with that so yeah drawing from all sorts of places
1: yeah I want to hear more about how you got into mental health mindfulness and studying meditation what do you mean you studied all over the world so I
0: it started with a a vipassana retreat in Thailand was the first like Going off to learn meditation experience that was maybe four or five years ago now. And I had kind of gotten into meditation and yoga, but I really wanted to dive deeper into it. So I went to Thailand. I did this Vipassana retreat at a monastery where you don't speak the whole time, you're just silent and you meditate all day Mm -hmm. long. And it was (laughs) so intense. So much came up for me. I really was just faced with myself and my thoughts. And it was really transformational for me. And then I've also studied in India and Costa Rica and like a bunch of other places, just continuing my own studies and my own journey, just diving deeper into all the magic there is in that whole world of just meditation practices and yoga practices. And it's just enriched my life so much. It's changed my entire experience of the way that I live on a day to day basis. So... Yeah, so I, I integrate a lot of that into the videos I make, the more artistic ones like the poetry films or just the ones like you've seen on TikTok where I'm just kind of presenting information in a really simple way because yeah. I think a lot of this stuff is super simple and it feels really daunting and scary and unfamiliar, but it's it, they're very simple concepts. It's just difficult sometimes to like make sense of it because they're not in our head they're not in our mind we have to feel it in our body and experience it and so that's something that i feel really passionate about is sharing that especially with the younger generation um that is just Mm -hmm. ridden with so much anxiety and stress and doesn't get access in school or from their parents usually to these types of practices and tools that can be really helpful and are super simple so that's a lot of what i'm doing on tiktok especially is just kind of breaking down some of the most transformational bits of wisdom that I've learned from all these studies and Mm -hmm. putting it in kind of a fun and simple way that can really like people can be like, oh, that's not that crazy. I can apply that to my life. That like, that's not some weird, Right. you know, because sometimes people are like, this is like some weird woo-woo thing or whatever is like the <laughs> resistance. But I try to break through all that and make it simple.
1: Yeah, it's true. Because when you talk about going on a meditation retreat where you don't talk, it sounds so extreme. But the lessons yeah. are like, they, people don't have to do that to learn the simple yeah. lessons. And I, sure. I agree. I think kids need more, kids need to learn this. Because when we were kids, like it was, like, I don't think there were any resources like this, but it's nice that you're bringing it out for more people. I mean, was your intention to to go into like TikTok doing this or did you have another intention? I'm just curious how how things, um I guess, progressed.
0: Yeah, so I, I had the idea of starting like creating content around these things like after I had done a few of those like meditation retreats and I'd really starting started to have some like transformational experiences for myself and wanting to share that and use my art to share that I first started doing that on YouTube maybe it's it's been like over a year now since I've been doing the YouTube channel so I started there because that's like I didn't even know what TikTok was (laughs) but I started on YouTube and I started making videos on there to like build that and it was really difficult for me to like not only be consistent with having just starting from scratch and making videos as consistently as I needed to but also YouTube has been around for so long so it's so saturated so hard to break into Mm -hmm. and then I found TikTok and I was like oh this is this is going to be so much easier like I can do what I was trying to do on YouTube here and like make it super quick and to the point and it's it just like seemed to be a better fit as far as the structure of it for what I was my goals were what I was trying to do so I had been doing that on YouTube for a while so now I've kind of transitioned to where YouTube I do more for like my longer poetic films or my podcast interviews or things like that and then the more kind of short like tips and informational videos are mostly on TikTok so then they Mm -hmm. each platform kind of has its own type of content but yeah so i had already been wanting to do that and then when i found tiktok i started doing that kind of right off from the beginning and it just grew really fast and people were really into it and it's been really amazing to to find that in a platform yeah. that works so well for what i'm trying to do so
1: yeah and i also think it works well because people's attention span is like so short now so yes. to just like be able to condense it in like a 15 or like maybe like a 60 second video for like sure it, yeah, so it's. I think it's exciting. I, I'm excited about TikTok because it's, it's like the way the way we're going to consume content more and more moving forward.
0: Yeah, because now, like, I I was having such an issue going into these things on like a five or six minute YouTube video. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at the analytics and no one was watching past like two minutes. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I don't I don't want to do a YouTube video that's like a minute long. But TikTok, that is like the perfect link for it, and so. It just, it's it works really well for, for yeah. that kind of little tips and like tricks kind of yeah stuff, informational.
1: How do you plan out your content? Do you usually have like a backlog of project ideas or do you just kind of create as inspiration comes?
0: It's a little bit of both. I'm
1: not super structured
0: about it. I have like an iPhone note where I just, as ideas come to me, because they'll just come to me at like random moments throughout the day, mm-hmm. I'll come up with an idea for a video. And so I have like a really long iPhone note where I just put all the ideas that I have or if in the comment section a lot of times people ask me to make a video on a certain topic so I'll kind of add that to the list and so it has a mixture of totally completed ideas versus just topics and then I'll kind of go in and be like right I need to do some research around this topic and then I'll just as I'm ready Mm -hmm. to shoot I'll kind of sit and batch shoot a handful of them and I'll just open up that note and say okay like which ones do I want to do today so I kind of always have a list of like 10 to 15 ready to go video ideas in my phone and then I'm just kind of always filling it up with more and then always just shooting some and I haven't run yeah. into an issue yet of being like oh I don't have any ideas for today but a lot of that is because yeah, people are <laughs> people are constantly asking me to make more stuff so it just makes it easy because the type of channel that I have I don't know if you call TikTok pages I think channels I don't yeah, know I'm what they're sure either. Called <laughs> yeah days, but my page my channel whatever you want to call it people because in the nature of it where I do research on a subject and then simplify it and bring you kind of the the short mm-hmm. notes version people are always asking me like can you please make a video about overthinking or make it about like stress or like t- like taking tests and yeah. having anxiety about it or whatever they want so then that'll give me ideas and then I'll just go do some research like make a write a little script for it and then
1: shoot them awesome I mean I want to know about your personal routine since you're so into meditation so what do you, yeah. what are the daily habits that you do
0: So I was super structured for a long time with like just an excessive amount of daily routine and Mm -hmm. I kind of have gotten to a point in my life where I'm trying to be more flexible with myself and practice balance. So I for a long time I had this like crazy strict morning routine where I'd get up and I meditate and I'd ride and I do all this stuff and I think that's really good for me still in seasons but I got to a point where I was so... Rigid with myself that it turned into a lot of guilt and a Mm. lot of self judgment. And I just really needed, I'm a big fan of balance in general. I think that Mm -hmm. we need to be loving and accepting of ourselves however we show up and whatever we need in the day and not be super, like, feel a lot of pressure to do whatever we're being told that we need to do in order to be successful. That's like a big part of my message and what I've had to learn for myself. But I do try to at least some point in my day move my body a little bit and do a practice for my mind. And so sometimes that looks more structured where I'm waking up and I'm doing a workout and I'm like meditating for a longer period of time. Some days that just looks like, you know, having a dance party by myself in my room (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Like I'm just more flexible about like asking my body What do you need today? How can I love you and support you today?
1: I love that. Rather than
0: being like, I'm going to do this every day, no matter how I feel. Because discipline and structure is important. But we have to be like, we're not machines. We're not robots. We're human beings. And Mm -hmm. some days are different than others. And we have to be present to what our needs are. So yeah, I just try to keep it simple. Move my body, do a practice for my mind, whether that's like a little bit of meditation or a breath work or going on a hike. Sometimes you can knock them both out together because mm-hmm. like being outside, you can move your body and it helps your mind.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, no, I love that. Just like asking days. your body what it needs. You don't have to be so rigid every day. Um, yeah. With meditation, can you explain to us how you meditate just for people out there who don't understand it as well? Plus you've been on so many of these retreats and experiences, I'm sure. Yeah, there's there must be a method to how you like meditate yeah. and then use it to help you like deal with maybe like heal whatever you need to heal
0: yeah so the biggest thing is that there's no wrong way to meditate there's there's no right and wrong about it it's a practice of observation of what is and acceptance and so there's a million different types of meditation there's a lot of different theories and methods and All kinds of stuff if you really want to get into it. I think the best way to get started sometimes if you don't really know what you're doing is through having a guided meditation. I'm actually releasing a guided meditation album on Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, I dropped like a little teaser for it today on my social media. And I dropped like a pre-release of it for my patrons on Patreon. They can access it as of today. But it'll be on iTunes on Monday. And that's six guided meditations that are all kind of around anxiety. There's one for anxiety and one for self love and one for grounding, one for before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I even have one that's like walking you through if you're having a panic attack mm. in the moment, you can listen to that audio and it kind of walks you through how to calm your body down. Yeah. So I put all that together on an album and that's going to be coming out on Monday. So awesome. I, I'll I link did that in yeah. mind. Yeah, I did that with like people in mind who are interested in meditation but don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. That can kind of help you
1: do it so awesome and then personally do you like when you're meditating yourself you're just observing your thoughts and then do you have like a post meditation practice where you either write things down or anything
0: it's evolved a lot over time I actually do a really specific like ancient yogic meditation practice now that I learned in India I had to be Mm -hmm. taught it and like initiated in by someone who has studied it for a insane amount of years mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went to India to do that and it's a daily practice that's very specific it involves a lot of breath work and um, different like energy movement stuff so normally now when I'm meditating I do that specific practice it's like mm. a routine that you follow and it takes 21 minutes exactly Interesting. <laughs> so that's what yeah. I'm doing these days when I'm meditating but you can definitely start by just yeah, just observing your thoughts and having acceptance for them rather than judgment. That's a great place to start. Mm-hmm.
1: Another thing I want to talk to you about is moving through difficult seasons in life. I saw that you went through your Saturn return. I think we are we have the same Saturn return like the past really? couple of years. Yeah. Is your Saturn yeah, in Capricorn? Oh
0: my gosh, I'm bad with that
1: kind of stuff. I don't even know. Okay, Maybe. but yeah.
0: <laughs> I should look it up. Okay.
1: Right. So what were the challenges that you faced and how do you think it transformed you the past couple of years?
0: years? Yeah, I had to let go of everything. Um, but it, felt, it felt like my whole life was just being pulled away from me layer by layer. Everything that I was comfortable with and like relationships and friendships and jobs and financial security, like it all just kind of was being pulled away and it felt so scary. And it felt like the universe was against me. And I just felt just scared and frustrated and confused. And it felt like there was just so much resistance to everything. Everything I was doing, it just didn't seem to go as planned. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. And it felt really confusing. And on so many levels, like externally, and then also internally, I went through a kind of a spiritual deconstruction during the past several years, where I was really kind of just seeking and searching and trying to understand the deeper, more existential questions of life, like what are we doing here, and what is all this about, and what is this for, and just really struggling with some of those kind of deep, dark dilemmas, mm-hmm. um, which led a lot of the practices and meditation stuff that I ended up doing, but. Yeah, it was really, really tough. But now I look back and I'm still kind of, I think technically as far as my chart goes, I'm still on the tail end of it. Like I'm still a little bit coming out of it. So there's still days that feel like that. But I'm starting to see more like why all that was happening and why the things needed to go that had to go and what is being birthed in the ashes of that. Because I think that Mm. life is full of these cycles where while we're experiencing death, we're also experiencing rebirth at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when we're letting yeah, go of something, totally. something else is moving in. And so I don't think that we have these seasons that are just good or just bad. It all kind of comes in a package bundled up together where there's like really beautiful things and really horrible, hard things at the same time. I mean, you could look at right now, this whole quarantine situation with this virus yeah. is kind of like that. Like it's a horrible situation but there's also so much opportunity so much beauty so much like awareness that's happening Mm -hmm. and growth and so that's kind of how life works we get all of it at once and so I look at the past several years and like building my online business and now getting to the point where just one example like losing my day job in a way that was really painful and awful and scary and not in the timing that I felt safe to me or I wanted really pushed me to go all in on what I've been wanting to do and so things like that sometimes we don't know or we don't see how it's all working out but I really do believe that the force of life, if you even believe that there is one, whatever you want to call that is on our side, it is always Mm -hmm. presenting opportunities to help us grow and help us move into what we're actually here to do. And sometimes that just looks like obstacles. (laughs) So that's kind of been (laughs)
1: seasons. No, I, I love that. I totally agree. And it reminds me of this quote, like, like life is not happening to you but for you like yeah. all everything is happening for your greatest good even if it doesn't seem like it right now <laughs> yes definitely
0: that's what that's what i've come to experience and going through some of those rock bottoms has definitely taught me like now when i go through difficult seasons i've really learned how to show up to them with just open arms and acceptance of like okay this is what's happening and i trust <laughs> what's happening and and just learning that and this kind of is tied to the meditation practices helps you come to realize this experientially and not just in your mind but that the true pain and suffering comes from resisting what is right in front of us when we don't like Mm -hmm. what's happening we want something other than what's happening that's when we suffer so the more you can show up to the painful moments saying all right this is what's happening and I am accepting it even within your own body like I feel anxious I feel grief I feel pain Mm -hmm. all these things that we call negative or identify as negative if we can show up to those things accepting of it and allowing it they actually start to release and heal and then it's not we're not suffering through it so much yes there's still pain yes there's still hardship life can bring us all sorts of crazy obstacles but we can't approach them without suffering so much so that's kind of the practice that i'm
1: yeah approaching life with that is so key i don't think i think more people should recognize that that slight that difference in perspective is like the pain and suffering a lot of it is in the resistance like we're not accepting what's in front of us definitely that's a game changer Hi love, are you tired of feeling lost in life, frustrated at feeling so stuck? you deserve a life full of purpose. No more putting off your dreams, no more fear holding you back. You can design your ideal life and turn it into a reality starting today. To guide your journey, I made the Create Your Dream Life online course, a six-week program with videos and exercises to help you break free from limiting mindsets, take meaningful action on your dreams, and start truly living your life. It took me eight years of messy mistakes, trial and error, and DIY- exercises to finally create the life I live today, where so many of my dreams have become a reality. This course is my eight years of experience distilled into a step-by-step program designed to help you figure out how to create a meaningful and fulfilling life. To get started, go to lavendaire.com slash dream life to enroll today. Again, that's lavendaire.com slash dream life you know, we're going through this thing and your TikTok is blowing up. What is next for you, Emily? What else do you want to create? So much. There's so much to create.
0: (laughs) I'm the kind of person where I always have a million ideas at once and I'm like, okay, one thing at a time, Emily. That is like the mantra (laughs) lesson of my life is one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. I just have to practice that all the time. But the very next thing is these meditations that are coming out on Monday. After that, I'm shifting my focus to building an online course for anxiety to help people who are dealing with anxiety i get like hundreds of dms and comments of people looking for just more help with that it's such Mm -hmm. an issue that so many people are struggling with right now is just anxious feelings all the time panic attacks like just feeling unsafe all of that and i really i've gone through that myself i've had crippling anxiety i've been on medication for panic attacks i've really gone through all that. I know exactly how it feels and I found so many things that have helped me. So, I'm trying to figure out how to like I can't just sit and fix everybody through DM. So, not that people oh, need yeah. fixing, but I can't <laughs> help them see that they're perfect as they are through mm-hmm. DM. But so I'm trying to create a course right now um and that will be coming out later this year. And then just way more art. Like I'm I'm writing a script. I want to make like long-term vision if we're looking like way into the future. I would like mm-hmm. to grow all of this into having just a platform and a space for making films and videos of all types, including narrative stuff as well. So like using my acting background and my screenwriting act background and stuff to mm-hmm. just tell stories and create content in bigger ways with film and then also writing a book. So these are all things that are on the horizon one thing at a time. They will all exist. <laughs>
1: Awesome, yeah, one thing yeah. at a time, but I believe you'll do it, and I also love how you put all your experience into what you do like you've gone you've dealt mm-hmm. with the panic attacks and anxiety, and so now you're equipped with the tools to help other people do the same thing and i I'm a true believer that yeah. nothing is wasted in life, like all the skills we've picked up, life experience we picked up is to be used to help people and or do something right in the world. so yeah, I love that you're doing that. It's so exciting, yeah.
0: Thanks. Me too. It's been really fun to just look at my own journey and see like how everything has played the perfect part to get me where I am and everything that felt like a waste of time or felt like moments I didn't know what to do has all been leading me here. And I'm sure the next decade of my life will all lead me to the next phase. And that's what's so beautiful about life is that it's not as linear as we think. It's just these Mm -hmm. seasons, these circles of different journeys and when one ends and another one begins and
1: yeah i'm just
0: really curious to see where life's going to take me next and i try to approach it with open hands and just go along for the ride
1: yeah you have such a great outlook so now i have some rapid fire questions that i ask all of our guests at the end of the show so emily what does your dream life look like
0: my dream life looks like having freedom time-wise, I I think my biggest fear is being locked down into like a job or something that keeps me stuck in one place. I want to be able to like be my own boss and travel and just be free to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Oh, so many, depending on what you're wanting. I think my all-time life-changing book is a new earth by eckhart tolle not everyone's gonna <gasps> be needing it or ready for it when they read it and a lot of people read it and it will make sense but if you are yeah it's so dense but yeah, it's good it's, it's yeah. like it's a game changer for sure if you're ready for it
1: yes what is one habit that has changed your life getting into
0: my body whether that be dancing or yoga or massages <laughs> anything that puts me in my body mm-hmm
1: <laughs> Awesome. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten?
0: To figure out how to test and try things on a small scale before you invest too much time and energy to see Mm. how people respond to it. And kind of by that same token to like, to operate in a way where you're looking to meet a need to see what are people needing what's the world needing right now how can i meet that need and then to just kind of test stuff out before you go way too all into it
1: Mm. and then the last one finish the sentence the most amazing part about life is right now right here right now (laughs) right here right now awesome emily where can we find you online You can find me at emily.capshaw
0: on Instagram and TikTok. My YouTube channel is Metamoon and my podcast is The Metamoon Podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate everything that you do and I just wish you the best. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so fun to chat. All right, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Emily Capshaw. Make sure to check out her links and her guided meditations, which we'll share in the show notes. But now I want to wrap up with some key takeaways from our talk. So the first takeaway is that you don't have to be just one thing. You don't have to do just one thing. In society, we are so conditioned to think that we can only do one thing with our lives or to fit into a box that society understands. But it's okay to try a lot of different paths. It's okay to express yourself in many different ways. And I love that Emily does that with her life. She expresses herself creatively through poetry, film, acting, music, and so much more. And also she studied meditation all over the world. She's a mindfulness coach, and she just has so many different interests, but they're all under the same umbrella. And I just love it when I see people doing a lot of different things, trying different things, picking up new skills, expressing themselves fully and completely, having a lot of different life experiences, because it just makes your life more interesting. It makes for a more interesting story. You become a more interesting person, and none of that is wasted. Next, something that Emily said that I loved was, with every death, there is a new birth or rebirth. So with any dark, difficult time that you're going through, see the opportunity. When one door closes, another door opens. Life is just a series of cycles and seasons of life. You have good things happening, horrible things happening, and sometimes they're happening all at once. But that's life, right? Life is that full experience of this entire spectrum. And the reason a lot of us feel pain or suffering is because we are resistant to change. We're not willing to accept the truth, whatever's happening right in front of us. But if you can learn to accept what's in front of you, then you can start to make peace with that and also see the opportunity that that brings. The last thing I want to point out is Emily is not rigid with her routine. She's all about listening to your body and knowing what it wants or needs at that moment. So she usually does like a practice for her body, moving her body in some way, and then a practice for her mind, whether it be meditation, taking a walk, going outside, or something like that. But it doesn't have to be the same things every day, so don't feel like you have to be stuck in a specific routine for too long. Do what works for you. If it doesn't work for you anymore, Don't feel obligated to do it. Ultimately, this comes back to knowing yourself and loving yourself. You know, if you love yourself, you're not going to force yourself to do something that you don't really want to do. You'd rather listen to yourself and treat yourself with what you need. All right, that's it for today's episode. Sending you all so much love, and I will talk to you next time. Bye! All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.